Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you on the Believe Networks. And uh, we are here on the precipice. You talk about anticipation. <laughs> uh, the schedule makers didn't do the fans of South Florida any favors by yes. scheduling uh, the Heat, Miami Heat, uh, in their uh, series against the Boston Celtics for the Eastern Conference Championship. That gets underway tonight. That game's going to tip off at 8.30 Eastern time. And on the very same evening, also at home and uh, coinciding with, I believe, six of the possible seven games of the playoffs in both the NHL and the NBA, the Florida Panthers, now second choice to win the Stanley Cup and squaring off against in-state rival. And uh, there is bad blood uh, that exists between these two teams uh, going against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, they are also playing tonight in South Florida. So uh, a rarity, and I, I don't know if it's unprecedented that we've had uh, two playoff games at home involving the Heat and the Panthers ever on, on the same night. I, I want to say somewhere along the way it had to have happened, mm. but uh, I, I don't remember that uh, being the case. And uh, the, these arenas are on completely different parts of uh, what would be considered South Florida. Yes. So I don't know that there's going to be any great conflict there. I would think it hurts some of the interest in the Panthers yes. because this is a city that far, focuses uh, far more uh, on the uh, Miami Heat. And uh, a Heat-Celtics uh, game obviously brings a lot of luster to the table. Uh, but uh, uh, either way, I mean, I, I don't think you can go wrong in terms of entertainment quotient. So uh, let me get the ultimate Heat fan and homer around on the <laughs> show. Although I, I, I can't really say that Mike Luby Lubitz is a heat homer. He loves the heat, and he thinks that uh, most of what they do is dead wrong, completely wrong. Just in the you draft. You condemn every move except the bad ones that Just they make. Just in the draft. Every move. I like the Butler move. Draft picks. I was very excited about Justice Butler. Justice Winslow. I was wrong about Love Winslow. Justice Winslow yes. uh, over Devin Booker. Yes. You uh, trashed Bam Adebayo as being a, a useless uh, pandering to Kentucky by Pat Riley. It, but I wasn't happy about it. And uh, you didn't think that much of Tyler Hero. You thought he was True. a stiff, the sixth man of the year. True. So you had uh, one of the all-defensive players uh, and uh, sixth man of the year. You, you thought they were both a waste <laughs> of time as draft picks. And you embraced a guy who turned out to be a monumental stiff. True. Coming out of Duke University, no less, where he obviously received far more acclaim than he had coming to him because he was on TV every night and Coach K spoke highly. All that being said, uh, I, rarely am I startled by a line, uh, a price or a line. I mean, once in a while you say, whoa, can you believe it? They made the Jets 10-point favorites or whatever uh, over anybody. Uh, but in this case, while, while uh, being uh, considered to be the underdog in game number one, albeit a slight one, the uh, Miami Heat are underdogs in the series against the Celtics at a robust minus 175. That's crazy. You have to lay out $175 to win 100 if you like the Celtics in the series, even though the odds makers are saying they are going to lose game one in all likelihood or be a 50-50 coin flip in that one. So uh, having a home court advantage on the Heat side, and the Heat having a, a two-game better record during the regular season than the Boston Celtics. Heat uh, having dispatched uh, their first two opponents uh, while showing slight vulnerability, nonetheless, uh, doing it in an impressive enough fashion, especially that last uh, 
game uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers. They rebounded nicely from those two losses in Philadelphia, came back and and won easily uh, in a cakewalk the uh, second or the, the second pair of games that they needed to win the series. Uh, and, and the Celtics, a uh, life and death struggle against a very, very, very good and uh, possible title contending Milwaukee Bucks team uh, also came back from the grave in that series after uh, getting a, a, a loss tagged on them in a surprising fashion in game five. They come back and just blow out the Milwaukee Bucks in game six and seven, but favored by a considerable margin, Mike Luby Lubitz. So what did you think of that? If the Celtics were going to be favorites, I would have thought it would have been very slight, like maybe minus 110 to win 100, uh, which uh, still would have uh, made me consider betting the Miami Heat in what I figure is a coin flip series. Like, I see this as sort of a toss-up. I lean Heat because the Heat are at home, and we've seen that matter so much in the NBA playoffs, and it matters so much for the Heat. The Heat are great at home. They're good on the road, but they're great at home. Um, So I would lean Heat, but yeah, it seems like a toss-up. That, to me, if you're the road team and you're almost 2-1, to that's not a toss-up. Like, they're leaning decisively toward the Celtics, which I don't, that I don't get. That, But that, to me... Goes to two places. First, you you talked about this actually this morning. They could be trying to get people to bet on the Heat. That's one. Two, the national consciousness has not paid attention to the Heat the entire season. Like they just haven't. So that's what that goes to say. It's Jimmy Butler, who's really is a superstar, but he doesn't feel like Giannis or Luca or Kevin Durant. So we don't know what to do with him. Jason Tatum played so well the second half that they've made him like a legit superstar. And that's where they're leaning. To me, I, I think that he should win this series in seven games. That's what this series feels like to me. But I'm not uber confident because the Celtics really mirror the Heat. They're a great defensive team. They have multiple guys that can score. Their coach isn't experienced, but being under Popovich for so long and what we've seen from Yudoka so far, he's done a really good job. And he has control of this team in a way that you usually don't see. Like, he doesn't look like Boone Coach Bud when he first got to the Bucks, And he doesn't look like... Um, Flat when he was with the Cavs, you know, like he's a guy that's come in, it's year one, but he's literally in one year, turned the team around, changed their mentality to become a defensive force, and they followed him. So Yudoka's a legit coach, and that's why, to me, the edge slightly goes to the heat, but it should be a toss-up. Nice uh, Blatt reference there. Uh, you rarely hear his name mentioned yes. uh, anymore. Uh, David Blatt, <laughs> who uh, <laughs> sounded and looked anything like a basketball coach, although very successful uh, with European teams, uh, nonetheless uh, seemed to be miscast uh, in spite of the fact that you would have to say, I mean, is that just inherent of any coach that has LeBron James on his team? Uh, apparently not. Uh, if you look at what happened with the Lakers this year, although uh, LeBron James uh, missed a considerable amount of time and, the team that, that was based uh, largely on having Anthony Davis uh, as well uh, didn't have his services for uh, much of the season. So I, I don't know that you could uh, get you know uh, too uh, bitter about the job that Frank Vogel did, although uh, you know he, he's long gone. He was the first guy to go after uh, they put together the uh, roster with Russell Westbrook, which turned out to be a big time failed experiment. Uh, the, the Miami Heat facing a much tougher defense than they faced in the first couple of series. Uh, I think that's uh, a veritable certainty. The Boston Celtics have acquitted themselves very well there. The two teams split their regular season six times. Uh, they met in the regular season. Uh, it was 3-3, also implying that uh, this is uh, on very even footing, uh, this particular series. Uh, we've seen where uh, even though home court is a much more dominant factor in the NBA than it is uh, on the ice of the NHL, that uh, we have seen key games won by the road team in the first couple of rounds uh, of the playoffs, uh, including 
the Dallas Mavericks going on and winning that game seven in Phoenix, which uh, was one of the uh, shocking results. But uh, I, I'd have to say I, I was surprised. Uh, I, I don't know that uh, it would have to encourage people to bet on the Miami Heat uh, as uh, favorites to win the NBA championship. Uh, they, they look like they're, they're being counted upon to uh, go ahead and advance past this series, at least in terms of the price overall. So, uh, very strange number there. Minus 175. You have to weigh, uh, weigh in uh, with $175 and lay it uh, just to win $100 on the Celtics uh, to win this series. So uh, somewhat of a mystery uh, in association uh, with the line. Now, uh, a couple of other factors uh, are going to be in play. Marcus Smart, I, I think uh, he would be one of my keys to the series. Yes. And uh, the big key there, then, is the question that, that follows his status for tonight, as in literally questionable. Uh, there was, uh, you know, conversation on both sides uh, about his likelihood of playing. Although uh, you're saying, Mike Luby Lubitz, that unlike the NFL, where unless a player is listed as deceased, <laughs> you can count on him being in the starting lineup. Uh, in the NBA, they're a little more transparent with this. And if a guy is questionable, he's legitimately questionable. Like, yeah. uh, we don't know if he's going to start in this game. Yeah. Or play in this game. Questionable in the NFL, you assume he's playing. Questionable yeah. in the NBA... I would Brady lean... was questionable every week, and he played <laughs> yes, like 722 yes, yes. straight weeks. Yeah. Yes, you just put like guys on the injury list just to throw the team off, questionable. The NBA questionable means they may not play. Now it's the playoffs. Regular season, I would say they're probably not going to play. Questionable in the regular season means they're not going to play. Questionable in the playoffs, I would say 50-50. Like, if the team really wants him, if he fills up to it, they'll play him. But being it's game one, just like the Heat with Kyle Lowry, you're not going to risk him. You have a whole series... A lot, the idea is you'll probably lose game one a lot of the time, being that you played Sunday at game seven, going on the road. So if you're going to lose anyways, don't risk the guy if it's an injury that can be aggravated. So questionable really is a 50-50 kind of a thing when it comes to the NBA. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, there was talk uh, during the season that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum couldn't coexist in any kind of symmetry. This uh, Udoka did a nice job straightening whatever that problem uh, out uh, and uh, – he uh, had uh, full command of the team and had him playing at a very high level with, with a lot of uh, dedication and uh, energy. And, uh, you know, they, they put um, all kinds of effort uh, out there every time they're on the floor. So um, very competitive series, two teams uh, that seem to be exhibiting the uh, same type of characteristics. And uh, we'll, we'll see who ends up prevailing there. Uh, Luby with zero prediction on this. <laughs> I think they get a win very seven. Unusual. You, Never I, have you, uh, you know, uh, gone ahead and uh, invoked the Fifth Amendment when it came to rendering an opinion on a series. And usually there would be a long schlubbering dissertation yes, about uh, why you think the Heat have a slight edge. I don't have but, that. But uh, you're not even going to uh, engage yourself in, in that kind of conversation. As I- I'm with you. There are times in sports you have to see one, huh? I, I mean, you might have to see two in this series yeah. before you uh, can formulate an opinion. Now, if the Celtics come in and look dominant uh, in the ballgame oh, tonight, the then, uh, <laughs> then you're thinking, wow, I mean, uh, I'm sorry I didn't get down at minus 175. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Many people are of the uh, belief, and we had Grant Long on with us yesterday. He, he believes that the uh, heat will prevail tonight and uh, that uh, the uh, one-and-a-half-point uh, spread is kind of meager to have to contend with. Although he didn't address that aspect of it, but we certainly uh, want to include that in any conversation. Uh, and that uh, the Celtics would win game two. And then it was uh, game on uh, three uh, out of five with the Celtics uh, then holding the home court advantage. And uh, that could be their edge in the series. So 
Uh, well, you know what the mission always is. It's cliche to say it. Uh, the Celtics need to get the split on the road. If you get game one, it's just a bonus. And the Miami Heat obviously are in a favorable position uh, due to the fact that the Celtics just played two nights ago and uh, or two afternoons ago and, and now have to go on the road and play in what is uh, usually uh, very favorable conditions for the Miami Heat. Uh, playing at home at what is now known as the FTX Arena. Although with the status of Bitcoin, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, Does a roof cave long, in tonight for Mickey Harrison? I don't know awesome. how long the cryptos are going to have names on things. <laughs> right now, while that's going on across town, we, we have yeah. our Florida Panthers. And if this is of little interest to people in other parts of the country, uh, we apologize. But uh, very unusual, the Panthers, uh, Luby's history and research uh, has told us the Panthers, this is only their fifth postseason participation ever. Something of that nature. You it's know, in year number three, I know they went to the playoffs when they went to the Stanley Cup final against Colorado. In their fourth year of existence after coming into the league in 93-94 as an expansion franchise, they played the New York Rangers yes, at the Wayne old Gretzky. Miami Arena in yes. the first round, and yes. they lost that series, I believe, four games to one. Yeah, it was a very was bad. lackluster, disappointing evolution for a team that had gone all the way to the Stanley Cup final the year before. And then uh, you're saying that in the ensuing, now that's uh, 98. When did they make it again? It would have been, they, they, they've only been there three times since to the Think postseason. About it. That, the, that's, that's horrendous. That 2012 year where they actually had a lead on the eventual, what, runner-up in the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Devils won the uh, cup that okay, year. So the eventual champion, that was the big joke. They had a lead on the that's eventual champion. That's their big thing is that they keep losing in the first round to the eventual champion. Yes. They did it to the Lightning last year. Yes. That year, I know they went the, I thought they went the year that things were weird uh, with COVID. Well, they went last year. Oh, yeah, year, right? yeah. Does that count? Because uh, there were like 20 teams. Didn't the, uh, 30 they go that the year? I, I, I thought they went that year. I yes, they did. They, they lost to the Islanders in a first round. And playoffs. they went last year and this year. That's three, 2012, four. Those are your six, That's right? That's it? When did they go? That was a big thing is they hadn't made the playoffs in like yeah. over a decade. Like that was the big joke was the entire time. I, outside of the two times they went early, they weren't. Everyone makes it, and they weren't even making it. Like that was the big. That's why they don't have fans now, because not only they haven't won series, they haven't even made the playoffs when everyone makes the playoffs. All right, so here was a situation that we had earlier this morning on our show, and um, it, it was brought up to us that this would have been the strategy. Uh, our, our good friend uh, Brett Tusser, who was a uh, an NFL agent, represents about twenty guys in the NFL, comes on as a football commentator on our Defoe show, which you can catch just by Googling the Defoe show. Yes. And uh, he happens to have four seats on the glass in the yes. corner as a Panther season ticket holder for the last eight years. He, he has like a beautiful quartet of seats. Couldn't get a better view of the game. I mean, he's literally, he might be two rows off the glass, but uh, I mean, you're essentially, you know, if the guy breathes on the glass, you, you can see the guy's breath when it, when it hits the glass there. As, uh, you know, it kind of vaporizes self. And, and, and you're thinking, uh, my God, how great would it be? Why didn't he invite us to the game? He's going with his wife tonight. And uh, then, you know, this came up and I thought it was brilliant where have you ever done this, uh, people, where you, you beg a guy for tickets to some big special event, whether it's a concert and or a game. And, you know, this in a case, uh, you're talking about a second-round playoff game uh, with steps being taken towards the Stanley Cup, highly coveted ticket, and I would imagine a pricey ticket. So the guy says, yeah, yeah, sure, why don't you come with uh, me and my wife? And then you subsequently go and scalp the tickets, and the person that has the tickets ends up sitting to somebody else next to somebody else besides the person he invited. 
and, and you walk away with like $3,000 in your pocket. Is that a move that, that is so low that it should never uh, be given consideration, <laughs> much less even mentioned on a sports talk uh, program or offering? I think it depends. Like if that person is just too lazy to scalp it, offers you tickets, gives you tickets, and then you scalp it, fine. That's on you. Are, are you on you, the hook to uh, give them part of the money from the scalp tickets now that they're sitting next to strangers at the game? That's a, maybe. I mean, uh, you you guys, you have a degenerate. Uh, what level decorum. of insult is that to the people that gave you the tickets, though? It, okay, and that's what I'm saying. It depends on the situation. If they, again, just. They're not ones to sell tickets. They're not even trying to go online. They have extra tickets. They don't care, and they just give it to you freely. You can yeah. do what you want the tickets. Now, if you beg them for tickets, if you're sort of annoying, and they begrudgingly give well, wait you a minute. tickets. You, you take the tickets off the guy who could have sold them himself and, and say you cop like 5000 for him, which uh, these tickets would be worth tonight. Uh, you keep all five dimes? And I you don't, don't even know. tell the guy that you didn't go to the game? I mean, I how low is know. that? You, you tell what the, kind of lack of uh, ethical, uh, you know, morality and integrity is that? This is the different decorum I have. I, if you give me the tickets without me begging you, you, should you go. they're my yes. tickets. They're my tickets. So I, I should go. Oh, really? Oh, oh you're, you're even worse than I am. <laughs> now, if oh I beg God. you for tickets and then you give them to me, then I need to go. Like if I like what whenever I ask holy, for something, holy Ron DeSantis, what kind of warp thinking is that? <laughs> that's that's how I think. Like if I ask you for the tickets, then I better go. I better personally yeah. go, or I better let you know I'm not going. Here, have the tickets back. Or if you then say I can give them to someone, then that's a different story. And then if I do or sell them, I would you give you a don't cut. say, hey, I, I sold them for five grand. Here's twenty five hundred. I would give you a cut like exactly. If I asked you for the tickets, they're still your tickets. Like you're doing me a favor. Yeah. If you just give me tickets and I don't even care about the event. And I'm even honest. Look, I re- I don't know if I'm going to go. Eh, it's here to take the tickets. I don't need them. Then that's my tickets. In, in this case, it's too highly coveted a, of an event. And that's I mean, what I'm a, saying. Any event that's going to have tickets that are worth that's five thousand for four of them. I, I don't know. It may even They're be higher the value I don't of know. these tickets. The Panthers are still uh, the Panthers are still a weird commodity down here in South Florida, especially with the heat going on. Yes, I mean time. the speculation is that that you know, and we've seen it at games where you actually have more road fans in the building. Than you do uh, home fans, so although uh, you know the bandwagon has to be uh, certainly uh, churning uh, towards uh, some Panther favoritism by the uh, local people here, but uh, it should be wildly exciting. I mean, there's bad blood between the two teams. Uh, the uh, Lightning knocked the Panthers out when they had great expectations last year. It was a six-game uh, war that uh, you know ended up in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who did uh, distinguish themselves by going on to win the Stanley Cup. Vasilevsky, the goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I would think is uh, far superior in terms of being a trustable commodity in the playoffs than Sergei Bobrovsky, who has been playing uh, for the Florida Panthers, uh, their oh, big yeah. expensive free agent acquisition that uh, might have helped get Dale Talon fired. I mean, at this uh, when point, when he played yes. like a blind man last year, uh, <laughs> as the uh, Panthers had to go to like rookies and uh, guys, uh, they they were thinking about digging up the body of Gump Worsley at some yeah, point. Fired. Um, very close uh, parallels between the two teams. The, the Panthers hold uh, one edge, and that is in uh, goals scored per game. They, they averaged a, a record 4.11 goals per game during a regular season, uh, whereas uh, Tampa, no slouch in a high-scoring NHL season, uh, averaged nearly 3.5 goals a game. The uh, save percentage of their goaltenders, virtually identical, and uh, the goals against, though, was slightly higher for the Florida Panthers, yes. at 2.84 per game versus uh, essentially 2.6 per game uh, for Vasilevsky and whoever backs him up. But uh, 
Uh, should, should be also very contentious. I mean, uh, I, I would think uh, we might be looking at another seven-gamer. The uh, Panthers uh, were a little bit off of their M.O. during uh, the playoff series against the Washington Capitals, but then they did demonstrate some of the characteristics that made them so successful, and the President's Trophy team as the winningest team in hockey uh, during the regular season, they did show some of those characteristics in uh, coming back from the grave in uh, Game 5 and, and then winning it and also coming back from behind in Game Number 6. So uh, maybe they're on their game. That's just the way they uh, play. They, they leave you in uh, you know a real high-wire rack type of fashion, uh, you know, thinking, oh, oh, my God, the guy's going to fall off. It's like holy Nick Walendo when you're watching this game. <laughs> But the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are excellent, and, uh, you know, you talk yes. about how about this for a cliche uh, playoff tested. Now, there may be a curse involved in this, and that is the curse of the President's Cup. Ah. The curse of the President's Cup. Uh, many teams who have won the President's Cup have never made it down to the second round. Oh, jeez. Uh, the President's Cup, uh, now awarded by the National Hockey League, I want to say this started in 1985-86. Okay. They started awarding and making a specific award to, to uh, uh, you know, give uh, consideration to the team that, that had the best record in hockey during the uh, course of the regular season. Now, the Lightning had experience with the curse because in 2019 they won the President's Cup and then got swept out of the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets and the aforementioned Sergei Bobrovsky, who go. took a uh, Blue Jacket team that was the eighth seed in the postseason, uh, all the way to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals that year and uh, played a very dynamic role in, in all of that. So uh, uh, many of the teams that have won the President's Cup haven't gotten out of the second round. Uh, there have only been a couple that have gone on to win the Cup, I believe. The 2012-2013 uh, Blackhawks and the 2007-2008 Red Wings. I was going to say none of the Red Wings two. in the 90s? Yeah. I, I know the Avalanche... And then when added, so maybe they would take turns winning the title and the other team ha had a better regular season. Because, I mean, that's 30-something years. That's a decent sample size. Like, that's a little weird that none of these teams – and I know it says it goes to show what hockey is. We get it. Hockey is a little, you know, sort of luck. But still, there's been really dominant teams that went on to be dominant in the playoffs. Yes, but uh, not many. Uh, President's not. Cup that's winners. Crazy. So only two have gone on to win the Stanley that's Cup. So crazy. curse of the cup. Yeah, that's the not President's good. Cup. <laughs> I guess it's the President's <laughs> Trophy. It's not even a yes, cup. Yes, it's President's Trophy. Is that all uh, in this game? You know we like to apply any matters of the uh, occult <laughs> whenever we're doing our handicapping. All right, real quickly uh, here, Louis, as uh, we uh, yeah. you know, are sitting with great anticipation for these two games tonight in our hometown here of South Florida, mm -hmm. the uh, Panthers and the Lightning. Who, who say you in game number one? A one Panthers. I would say Panthers in one. I can see the... I can see the series going six. I have a weird thing, and we sort of talked about it in our bet with Mike Mayo, where this was such a big thing on them. I have a weird feeling they may play better now. Like, they've sort of just... I know you thought this team didn't have a quote-unquote monkey on their back. I think they sort of did. The fact that Brunette came out and said they play nervous at the beginning of every game, which is weird. After the first game, the nerves should be gone. I think they did feel like, okay, this organization hasn't won a playoff series since 96, 97, and they've only been in the playoffs six times total. Like, getting out of the first round versus Capitals team is a big weight. I feel like we'll see them play a little different, looser. And I like the way they played the last game and the way they finished that series. They won, what, th did they win three in a row? 
So they yeah, went they two went, in a row. They went two. It in was row. two two. It was two two. Yeah. They went two in a row. Okay, and they were struggling about those games, but they found a way to win. Oh no, they they, they must have won three in a row. I think yeah, they won three in a row because weren't they down two one? They were down two. They, they were, were down, down two, two one. one. So they won three straight. And they won all three in, in a bizarre row. fashion. And it yeah. was all tough. So to me, they've shown that they can still use a tough grade. I don't know. I think they'll win this series in six. That's like, that's the weird feeling I'm getting. I wouldn't put money on it because that's another level of stress I don't need. But I can see them winning this in six. All right, very good. And uh, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. Seven. Going with I see the Heat winning in seven. That They're going to use every ounce of that home court advantage. Like I can see that series being a freaking war like it was two years ago. And they ended up, I think, winning in six two years ago. But that series was tough. And I think it's it's going to be very similar. And I think Jimmy Butler and the depth of the Heat will be just... And the Spolstra. The, the coaching thing will matter when you get to a game seven. All right. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go... Celtics in six, then, just to be a contrarian. <laughs> You'll probably be right. <laughs> and, uh, lay the 175 to win 100. I, I think I'll skip that aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, Panthers lightning, I, I honestly have no no yeah. feel for. I, I mean, uh, that's also the truth about the Celtics and the Heat. I, I, I couldn't pick a winner for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, would not be surprised to see either team win. I would be surprised if it was a relatively short series, like five games. I don't see either team sweeping the other. Yeah. Kind of on board with like Grant Long, where uh, he was talking about uh, Heat win tonight, and they um, probably cover their one on a hook. Yeah, Celtics rebound and uh, put together a good ball game and, and, and win game two, and then it's game on, dude. And, and uh, I, I would think, you know, the, the Panthers uh, would be very lucky to get out of uh, the home arena there and, and uh, be two and zero in this series against the Lightning. And uh, it's not as if they're incapable of winning in Tampa. We see that home ice doesn't mean as much in the NHL as. Home court does in the NBA, but uh, lightning scare me. Vasilevsky, the difference in a series, uh, lightning in six once again. A repeat performance of last year and a very disappointing end to an otherwise Cinderella ride for the Florida Panthers. All right, that, that'll do it for us. I guess I'm a non-believer, right? I got the yeah, Celtics and uh, the Lightning. What a loser I am. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're not getting offered any free tickets by exactly. either of these organizations after the fine job we've done here broadcasting in South Florida for the last 40-plus years. <laughs> you would think. Pat Riley, my man Pat Riley, would have called and said, Hey, Luby, Deef, you coming to the game tonight? We want you there. They wouldn't want us there because uh, here I am predicting that both teams are going exactly. down in flames. Uh, <laughs> no, very contentious all the way around. Uh, coin flip uh, either series. And I agree. I, I think it's going to be great. But we'll have our comments on it tomorrow, hopefully yes. with a little bit more uh, knowledge and depth. Uh, as, uh, <laughs> After tonight. I, think, uh, I don't know that you need to see one in the Panthers-Lightning series. We know what that is. Yeah. But uh, hockey, uh, there's a lot of luck involved in bothering yep. uh, yep. strange yep. bounces of the puck. Yep. I do think Vasilevsky is a better goaltender than Bobrovsky, and I think that may – Hold up, although Bobrovsky came up huge in uh, spots where he needed to in the series, even though showing vulnerability at times. And uh, they did get, uh, I guess the Maple Leafs got like five on Vasilevsky in uh, one of the games in the series and, you know, made him look uh, kind of ordinary uh, a few times, a few different times. So uh, it's a high-scoring league right now. Uh, Either series a toss-up. Luby, you're on board with the uh, two local teams. I'm on board with the two visitors. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, either way that you're going and whatever money that you're betting on these uh, two series. And, of course, uh, Golden State uh, is going at it against the Dallas Mavericks and the other NBA series. And uh, still three other uh, series ongoing in the NHL to determine who wins the cup. But, but whatever you're doing and, and whatever you're betting, make sure, people, that when you do it, you got to believe.
Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.